Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on a Monday night before Thanksgiving. A very busy weekend in the NBA. A lot of drama going on in Golden State. Break it all down, PJ. What's up, homie? Happy early Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving, bitches. <laughs> so it's not super. It's not super nice, PJ. Yeah, is it? I'm saying I'm, we're teammates, man. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I thought that the bitches was geared was geared towards the listeners. I didn't think everyone. Everybody. I'm just, I'm just yeah. Wow, nah, you've, happy you've Thanksgiving, hardened. everyone. You've hardened over the years, man. If I'm we, so James Hardened. It was only two years ago that you were telling me that I had two two uh, perfectly good forks at the end of my arms, and here we are now. Yeah, the classic. It's true. still holds up. still holds up, which nothing I actually... Will get, I, nothing will get in between me and Thanksgiving. On my dad's side, again, they're uh, going back to Uncle Randy's, and so... Uncle Randy's. Might need to might need to break those forks out. Let me a BYOF. Seriously, that's actually I, uh, not a bad idea. I'm gonna use the I'm definitely gonna use the Thanksgiving as a barometer to that Taco Bell challenge. I was I was discussing with you. Yeah. So for the listeners, yeah. enlighten them on what this challenge. Yeah. Was. So I was proposing the idea that could you eat like how long would it take you to eat? a taco bell party pack or like the fiesta whatever it's called it's just like they're 12 tacos so you do six crunchy six soft shell and then do six like a six pack of like coors light or something how long would that take you to finish i was getting a lot of responses that people said like an hour hour and a half i contend i think i could do it in 30 minutes so then i asked ultra and i'm like well ultra will give me a pretty like realistic answer he comes out hot off the gate of 15 minutes well, it was the party pack plus the six pack. Did you? Did right. You yeah. It's so yeah. But we just I decided in my astute food eating, I thought that it would only be fair if you do six crunchy and six soft shell because. So I I actually. To the I crunchy actually, tacos is the toughest part of that, in my opinion. And after thinking about it more, because, uh, the roommate came up with a, a very good point that. Eating this, eating the hard shell taco is gonna. That's gonna just take up some time to eat it. Yeah, you really, you just like really cannot wolf that down. And I'm a little concerned. You could, you just that, wreck your mouth. That, yeah, that might add an ex- another five minutes onto my time. Oh, that's why I said there. I mean, no, dude, that was that was my biggest con. The- yeah, I'm more on the. I think maybe I might be able to crack 25 minutes, but 15 would be very difficult. Yeah, well, that's why. I, and at first, I was like, because if you did six, if you just did 12 soft shell, you could just fucking inhale that and just house those and then you spend most of the time just finishing the beer but i think the challenge and i don't think doing 12 crunchy would be like worth it it would just not be fun and your mouth would just be wrecked so i think and i think it's only yeah you you split it six and six and then you do six beers but i think i could do it under 30 for sure i think so too i also um I also would like to do this challenge. I think it'd be fun. It would be fun. I like was and I was I just was trying to figure out like a good day because it would be essentially like a I would want to do it like mid afternoon with like football or like kind of like just a midday where I could like do it 
to begin with, and then I could just chill for a couple hours. But I would need to like ensure I have like an activity or something late. Like I would want to be able to like get up and kind of move around after a little bit. I wouldn't just want to kind of sit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think so. I do think you may want a little nap after that, though. Oh, I'm good with a nap, but I need to. I need to get up after that or do something. I mean, there needs to be some moving, <laughs> some sort of, like, moving around, like, get a workout yeah, in go. before and then, like, do it and then, you know, just go go out and about the town for a bit. I hear you. Um, well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk some basketball, PJ. So, as much as I'd like to talk about Taco Challenges, all podcasts. I could do it. All day. You are well versed in this, so yeah. we could probably start a new podcast talking about that specifically. Just tacos. But I would like to get your take on this huge blow up that Katie and Draymond had uh, this past weekend. I think it was on Friday night, going into the weekend. Uh, I may be wrong, but oh no, we this all went down on two. I was the day, I think it was the day or the day after we recorded. Um, uh, it might have been like last, last two. It was. It was. Is most things happen with us when we record. It's like right after we release an episode. Um, Luckily, we we did the last one right after the Jimmy trade. That we that we got. You win. We, you win some. You lose some. Anyway, uh, so essentially, bad uh, bad the, transition play by Draymond at the end of a game against the Clippers. They end up going to overtime and they ended up losing. And Katie ended up kind of saying some words in the huddle. We got some, got some trash talk going back and forth, and eventually he ends up calling out uh, Katie for potentially leaving in free agency, and that they didn't need him. Other words were said too. Morse coming out about this. Overall, just not. Draymond called look. him a bitch. Many, uh, yeah, several times I was reported, and. Now Draymond was suspended for the next game, played over the weekend, but then is now out a few additional games with yeah. a lingering toe issue, which I don't really know what's going on there. So I, I guess I what think I really he's want had to know, an injury PJ, to his toe before. Like I'm, two- yeah, I, I I just don't know. I'm sure if they need the guy to play right now, he'd be out there. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. But what's uh. What I really want to know from you is if you think this is something or nothing. Oh, it's definitely some. I mean, I, I my initial reaction after the like the actual game against the Clippers, whatever, and it, I didn't think there was there was much to, to come from it. But I mean, all the aftermath of it, there's clearly something. This isn't what spawned this. It, this was just kind of the incident where. Um, Everything that was said and like just it, it, some of it happening on the court, like that just was was stuff that wasn't supposed to be seen by a company that was supposed to be seen behind closed doors. Uh, so I'm only surprised in the fact that uh, we the the response to it though the suspension is where, where I was a little surprised, but it's clear they were sending a message to Katie. They were backing him that they thought Draymond was in the wrong. Uh, I think both guys in some ways are in the wrong in general for how they're handle, they handled it. And just, uh, I mean, at this point, it's not like Katie knows how Draymond's going to respond if he's critical of him. 
and like you have to be a little self-aware. But I do think Draymond went over the line. I, I don't think you can uh, – and, and Draymond's comments after, though, he didn't apologize either. So that part is – like nothing he said I think he would take back. It's more of a, a question of, okay – you know, are, you know, what it, was he the person to be saying that to, to Katie and, and express those feelings in that moment? Probably not. And was that the reason he didn't pass him the ball? No. I think Draymond just made a boneheaded move and was trying to push up tempo, and Katie wanted the ball. I mean, Clay also wanted the ball on the play. Uh, Katie just was more vocal right after that instant, and I just think it was a moment where some of this spilt out. But it isn't the cause. It was this... Everyone that's close to this team has been saying it's it's something that's been around, lingering for some time. Could have even been as of, you know, last year during, you know, that was one thing that uh, David West alluded to. They had some, you know, issues and drama that, uh, you know, other teams wouldn't come or would come out. And it, it did, since it didn't, where, uh, you know, this team was, was something he noted. So this could have been part of that. could have been something completely different. But, um I think it does. That's immediately. That's immediately where my went. My yeah. mind went. But I do think it it is something as far as the long term longevity of the team. I don't think it's going to affect them winning a championship this year. But if you're looking at this team as a dynasty, this is the, this is what I think everyone that would like to see the Warriors thing crumble. This is your first crack in that facade. I guess it, it it's going to be interesting how they handle the whole thing. Clay has like Clay's a free agent after this year, I believe. Then we got Draymond two years from now. How they're going to handle Draymond's contract obviously is going to depend on what the heck KD does. But assuming KD does end up leaving, even with that, like what I don't know what that really means. You know, like is this Draymond maybe a guy that? They can't. <laughs> I mean, I know how important he's been for this team, but he toes the line. He's been abysmal mm. offensively, it just from a well, scoring standpoint. He's been still a good passer, and he's a good rebounder, and he's still a great defender. But yeah, so those are five. He, he, those are five very unique things that he does. Like, I, I don't think it's a question of is Draymond valuable because. Steph is what makes this team the way it is, and like he is the central cog to why the Warriors are the Warriors. Uh, the secondary piece of that, though, in my opinion, is Draymond is because he can guard every, every position from one through five, his passing, his rebounding, um, and, yeah, his defensive ability. And you, you say about the scoring piece, but I, I do wonder if, if if he's great at those other things, like could he improve on that, or, or could they do more to have him score? Yeah, I think so. I just think it's when you have Clay, Katie, and Steph. The priority of Draymond scoring is is it, it takes a very fast back burner to those other three. And frankly, he's effective without scoring. But how do you value that? How do you pay that? Is the the real piece of this that I think everyone struggles with and Draymond took a discount his last contract so it's we're now sitting here saying okay well Draymond wants everyone wants he's gonna want to get paid this next time around I think I think we're all Mm -hmm. I don't think 
I don't think winning has had the everlasting, you know, ecstasy effect that you know it maybe was touted the first first championship the, this new group had. I think it's become very businesslike for all of them. And what do you what do you value of this team? I think if if they're looking at KD leaving, wouldn't you? Say well, Draymond is Draymond's in some ways. Would you would you agree? Is like how we talked about Clint Capella, where he's really good within this system. Do you? But do you see Draymond if he went dropped on another team? Could he still be that same impactful player, that same exact type of player with a different team, the way he is with this team? For the most part, yes. I think the things that he does really well for the Warriors, he could probably do really well for another team. I think that if you put him in another situation and ask him to be better offensively to take more of a, a scoring load, I do not think that that would go well. well he, he is shooting. Oh, shooting-wise, yes. but He is shooting. He's averaging less than seven points a game this season. Right. He's shooting. He's shooting. 22% from three. He has not shot above... He shot 30.8% from three two years ago. That's the best season he's had shooting. So the first, is that first year of KD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shot 308 The year before, he was 38.8. Last year, 30.1. This year, 22.2. I think you're going to see that go up a little bit, but yeah. it's ugly. I mean, he's just... well. Well, you I can think put him he, on another. You can put him on another team and and ask him to hand be more of like a point forward distributor type. But he is that, and he's going to play good defense. That's great. But I like I said, I just don't don't expect that guy to don't expect that guy to come and score a bunch for you because that I just don't think he has that skill set. That's all. Well, and I, I I would say any team that would be paying him with that being the understanding that they needed that from him, then, yeah, I don't think you should be in the Draymond Green market. I think you should be taking his and look at all the unique things he can do that you wouldn't get from another guy and find you have to compliment him with scores. I don't know what team has that that you know he would fit into whatever cap space-wise right now. I mean, we've got a couple years to discern that, but it uh, – I, I think where the, the blocks may fall with this. I mean, do you see this as a Draymond or KD moving forward situation? Or is this a, you know, two guys that, that can coexist, might not like each other, uh, and but are able to coexist for the sake of winning after this year? Because I think this year, yes. that The answer to me is yes. But beyond this year, is, is that a yes or is this a... KD can see the door and he's he's comfortable leaving. I think that they could they could coexist with one another. I think the problem is all the chatter going around KD's free agency. I think if KD had been going into this year under contract for the next year or two, they would have this would not be an issue. I think that they it is all all the chatter having to do with him potentially leaving that's causing this rift in the team which and it like steve kerr there's a quote from him today saying that they're they're not in a dream anymore they're in the part of the real nba now they got to deal with 
they actually have to deal with personalities on the team because they actually have some adversity that's just going to inherently come with having a superstar like Kevin Durant. Like they, they got ended up getting lucky with a guy like Steph that wanted to stay in the Bay Area, Bay Area that took the super max from them. And like, hey, I'm not trying to say that the guy took, you know, it's not like he was taking a pay cut by any means. Who? Steph Curry. Steph Curry oh. got paid. Two hundred million dollars over five years. You know, well, that's after having months. literally the most, maybe the most uh, valued, you know, bang for your buck contract before that, uh, and they were hesitant about giving Steph that money, evidently, based on some reports of like that that contract they signed Steph. Like it was almost a, a question of do we want to give him that, which is wild. So if Steph's getting that, you like Draymond's definitely gonna get those questions of do we pay Draymond this? Yeah, I just think that as soon as, even as soon as Steph Curry's back, like this team is on a bit of a slide right now. They're now second in the Western Conference. They're still twelve and six. When Steph is back and is healthy, they're gonna be rolling people just like they had been. And when that is happening, like winning tends to cure a lot of issues, and that's what I think is gonna happen with them. They're not worried about them winning a championship this year i I think kevin durant's probably gonna leave after this season i don't really know where he's gonna go but i do not yeah i think new york's a possibility i think the clippers are a possibility i think there are a lot of options for him to go to and if he leaves then that's gonna be fun for the rest of the league but if at the end of the day if they come away and katie was in golden state for three years and then won three championships then it's pretty good, but he'll take that. But that speaks to then a larger point of the 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 way they took the suspensions, where a lot of people are looking at this as the Warriors management has aligned themselves with a uh, they've chosen their side already, which is they're going to they're trying to do everything in their power, and they see a long term contract with with KD as being more valuable than than uh, you know two years down the line trying to resign Draymond. And I don't blame them for that. And I think you know they're they have the fortune of being in a position where they can go for KD if KD doesn't sign. Well, the plan is then yeah we have to retain Draymond at a certain value. We they're gonna have to determine that number. Draymond's gonna have his number, which I don't know if Draymond's gonna go for anything less than the max in his mind to start out with. And if they're able to find that somewhere else, then maybe you see Draymond get moved. But. I would certainly make the argument that you need to, you might just need to eat it. Like if you think that back into that contract for Draymond isn't going to be as as beneficial, well, that's in a lot of ways that's just the cost of doing business. If you're in the you know, winning championships, if your your window is the next five years and you can win three or four more, like that's it pays for itself there. If the last two years of it are bad and he maybe his game declines and, and how that is a lot of that's a cost of doing business but i think the warriors maybe be look, are looking at this as a way that how do, how long can they extend this window for the most amount of time and, and what not just continue it for with this core but how do we move to an, a second how do we basically they want to have a, a spurs type of i think run but maybe with a few more championships than what the spurs even were able to do over right over the course of Tim Tim Duncan's career with them, so right. I I don't 
know though if 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 with all of this though, I think it's Draymond now knows where he is in the pecking order, if anything. And maybe yeah, number, he number he, four brother. And he yeah, and he may have I think, based on everything I can tell and what you've heard after this has all come out, is that Draymond maybe thought he was number two. He's buddies with the owner and everything, like just how he basically works in that locker room. The only person he doesn't really talk this way to is is Steph. And everyone else, I mean, everyone else kind of gets the, the Draymond business in one way or another. And that can be tiresome, and that that can wear on people, and that has a shelf life in and of itself. So, if you combine all of that, is KD the the better better option for the Warriors? Probably. Do I think KD is really going to look back on this and say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to continue with this"? I don't think so. I think he has shown us now that he needs. He does in some way need validation for himself as a player that he thought he was going to receive here in Golden State and, and people are just not going to give it to him. So he is going to try to pursue that elsewhere and, and find the right situation one way or another that he can he can receive that. And I really think the only spot for that is New York. And that is that is something that will, will come down the line. But I, I do I do wonder if it if the Warriors, what what track the Warriors have on this. You know what I mean? Because if you think, if you and I think he's going to leave, that's just two of us, you know, having outside opinion. You know, we're just taking the information that's being put out there on Twitter and everywhere. But, you know, they're in that building. What, what do the Warriors think they can do to keep him there? Is that move Draymond? Is that... You know, it, it pitch him this this new vision of this this uh, third tier of the Warriors run. What is it that that is going to be the uh, the selling point that Katie would say? No, I, I would like to stay in. Well, that's what I don't really get is that the reason that he went there in the first place still stands. They are the best option winning championship. So I think that if the if he leaves, it's been. A, it's going to be because he's looking for something else and the only thing I can realistically think of is because he wants to have his legacy defined by winning on his own terms yep. not just be winning with a star-studded Warriors cast right and so that they can't sell to him because unless right. they're willing to rid themselves of Clay Thompson and Steph Curry which that's not going to happen they can't sell that to him, and so then it's just bye-bye KD, thanks for the three championships, and see you later. I mean, at the end of the day, if he still leaves, the Warriors are still going to go into... I mean, they're less scary, for sure, but they're still going to go in as the favorite the following season, unless KD, you know, depending on where KD went, and other, you know, we don't know where Kawhi's going to go, and Clay and I, all do that you, other stuff. But but is the Warriors thing... The, the question I ha- I do wonder with this... Do you, do you think it is that we've accepted the Warriors core as Steph, Draymond, Clay, and then there's KD? Like he's just he is forever going to be separate from that that organization or is if Draymond were to leave does the new core does this KD get to be accepted in as that new third piece, that new third member and and we're okay with a big 3. No matter what the big 3 is, are we better off with a the Warriors only having three of the four, 
is the the sticking point with folks that they have four. Does it matter to the four, or does it need to be a specific three? Does it matter the four in a sense that like we're we're not okay with the four? No one no one likes the four of them together. But are we is is everyone okay with a, any combination of those of those four if they can keep three of them? Are we okay with any of that, or does it need to be a specific three? The three that they drafted that have been there from the I beginning. I think that people people have kind of cooled on the idea of this being complete BS that he went to this team in the first place. I think the problem and the reason why people were so mad was that he left a, a situation being next to another top ten guy. Sure. To join to like you can't the whole if you can't beat him join him mentality versus if he decided to stay long term in Golden State. And thus Draymond left because he not could not make as much money staying with Golden State. It'd be less of an it would people would still say like it's unfair for the Warriors to have the first and maybe the second best shooters of all time. And the and second Kevin and Durant. third best players. Yeah. And Kevin Durant. People will still say that, but it's gonna be it's not gonna be as polarizing as when he left a team to go to Golden State. I don't know if that necessarily answers your question, but I don't well, think I think the three it's three versus four is as much of a thing. I just think it's it's how the Kev- he got on the team. Well, right, but I'm saying the, the 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 when you're driving to you are driving to the point I was getting to is that are people upset that they it's just they're upset that Kevin Durant is a warrior. It doesn't matter if it was all if all three of them left and it was and KD stayed. Is it? It's still that he left and did that and with that team like he can never. He is never going to come out ahead while he's wearing a Golden State uniform. Is that just that's fait accompli? Think, There's nothing he can I do think, in that uniform. He's won two Finals MVPs, been the best player on in those series. I think uh, at least the first you, one he was. Yeah, so I would say Steph was. Steph. Yeah, but Steph. I just don't want Steph to win a Finals MVP and be the best player on the team every year. But. I'm just like, it, is there nothing? Because it's, because I think within even the Warriors fandom, it's is in to use Draymond's words towards KD, they're never gonna love you like that. Like he will always be second to Steph, and and that in that fan base, that city, and with that team, that is Steph's team, and it will never be different. So does that automatically? Mean if it was even if, let's say they get rid of Draymond and Clay is a KD Steph only is that still is it? Sorry, you you you're now you're just where you were at with Russell and we're done. We're like you're you're back to where you were at when sure nice, but you're you're playing with Steph. You, you know what I mean? Because if 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 what you're what I'm picking up from you is is what you're telling me, Ultra is that KD cannot win with the war like in the hearts of the people and the minds and the respect of. Whoever it is, he's trying to obtain that that final. You did it, KD. Like you're among the greats now. Welcome to the club. He can't accomplish that with the Warriors, correct? No, he cannot. So then, and and I do not disagree with that. And if you, as the Warriors, know that that is his driving point, and maybe it's not. Maybe we are we are putting more of that on him, and just he is a sensitive guy. In the day, he likes the lifestyle. He likes the city. 
He likes winning the championships, and as long as he's not being bothered internally and can go to work every day, he might be okay with that. And then that is back on us of what do we do with that, and then we can, you know, a year from now on one of these episodes, we'll be having that conversation. But based on everything he talks about and what impressions we have of him, and some of this is what we're putting on him, the assumption is he is 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 in the stage where LeBron was a few years ago, and he is entering in the legacy business far more than he is in the championship business now, which is the next step. And if he's in the legacy business, there is no reason he stays on this team. And if you're the Warriors and you can recognize that, what is the benefit to 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 siding with him and not Draymond? Or is it that even if there's a 10%, 15 like we have to at least have said we did everything we didn't push Katie out that door. Is that really what what do you think of that? Is that is that maybe some of this move is that if for this management, if, if if as long as they can say we didn't push Kevin Durant out that door, we did our job. That it's it, then it's on him. He left. He was he needed to do something else. Like it, it just falls on him. And the Warriors can at least say, well, we we did everything we could to keep him. I think front offices now just don't have the luxury of you get a star player and then like, all right, well. He's going to be a Could, lifer now. Do I mean, you, you think... Like, can I ask you a different question then? Yeah. There's no lifers. So I'm looking at those three. Let's say Draymond is the odd man out of this. Even Kevin Durant leaves. Maybe Draymond is still on the table of... Comes to a contract. They know they're not... The numbers that the Warriors value at and where they know he's going to demand are just not going to match. And they're able to trade him. You know, then, then you have a question of what could you get in return for Draymond? Is there a way they could do something where they can bring in that a third star then? A different one. And then they have a new three with Clay, Steph, and insert other superstar. Is it AD? Is it... Uh, AD would be the only one well, I really think of. Their cap's kind of tied up with Iguodala and Sean Livingston. So even not if, in two years it won't be. Sure, two years from now it won't be as tied up. But I, I don't know, man. If if you if they still have KD and they still have Steph at that point, they're both forty million against the cap. Yeah. Just small contracts here and there. They're not gonna have. They're just not gonna have enough money to sign anybody. Well, or they get draft picks. They, you know, there's there's other ways they could reboot it as well. But I wanted to focus in on the the star star for a star kind of thing. But I've always, and I, I this this is still this is probably where we can wrap this part up and move on to the other part uh, stuff. But in my opinion, when I've looked at the Warriors always is that and I said at the beginning of this though is that Steph is what makes them completely unique and allows them to do. Most of uh, most of their identity is based on how, the things that Steph can do, and the consistency with which he can do them at. The second most focal point of that team, though, I believe, is Draymond. And not to Clay Thompson. I've, <laughs> I love Clay Thompson. Like he is, I I will never say a bad thing about Clay. But he's the second greatest shooter of all time. So you're not going to replace him necessarily. 
of value. KD, uh, best individual scorer of all time. But we're right in the league right now. Could you not make the argument I could get three for the price of those two in some ways? Of, of what? Three of what? High quality guys? Of three high quality scores for the price of what I'm getting Clay and, and KD at. Rather than having two max, could I get three 20 million guys? You know what I mean? In, in some way or another. That, uh, yeah, that's, but I do not think that. Think about what those two guys bring to the table. There aren't many guys that offer two way versatility, two way quality that those two guys bring to the table. Like, Clay is in a. Not to mention now that the finals experience that they have, which really means something. Clay yeah. and KD are two of the best defenders you could throw on the wing against anybody. Like if you're going against LeBron, like I want KD guarding him. I want or I want I KD want guarding him. I'd like Clay guarding him. Those yep. are good options for me. Or so you have Draymond guarding what's, him. What's so? What? Who's a twenty million dollar guy that can do anything close to that? Because Kawhi Leonard is obviously another guy, or Paul George is another guy that you'd like to, to go head-to-head against Le- LeBron. Lance Stevenson already plays with LeBron, so you can't snag him. Uh, and all those other guys are, are max-quality players anyway. So, like, again, yeah. $20 million, like, who is that? Is that Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris isn't going to do anything against LeBron? or Yeah, are we only caliber? looking in the lens of LeBron? Well, so if it's not LeBron this year, then it's going against James Harden. Who's going to give James Harden, you know, like maybe Western Conference Finals, you need someone that can give James Harden trouble. Uh, You need someone to give Paul George and Russell Westbrook trouble. Sure. Um, Which, you know, I know maybe Russ is going up against a point guard, but everyone just ends up setting screens until they get the matchup they want anyway. So uh, you just, you want as many good defenders, good wings as possible. That makes things difficult for the other team. And if you have a bunch of $20 million guys that are really good on the offensive end, but aren't doing it on okay. both sides. Well, but if you had guys like, I mean, look at the look at what the I mean, w- when I was saying that I, I mean the team I was thinking it was last year's Rockets team where they had a lot of repetitive pieces, but those were all of a very nice value. And that's even right. that's that's more value than I'm expecting of the Warriors. Like the Warriors might pay a little bit more of a premium to get a few dudes just because they're the best in the market, but. I was thinking that like, if you got a Ariza, a Badamute, and a PJ Tucker, you get three of those guys. You know, is that is that a better long term sustainable option for them? I I don't know. I there was just like another piece of it where it's like if, but I it's clear to me at this point it seems that the uh, the war I mean the Warriors are for sure going to be committed to Clay and, and Steph and. If they can, they'll have they'll be they'll commit to KD. But it for the first time of any of this like to to summarize this, it is showing that like Draymond might is that fourth piece. <laughs> He's the expendable one because we've you and I, I think the very first year we did this podcast, we even talked about that would be like who could be the 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 one out if they had to have one out. Like how does this? Everyone's everyone's written their fantasy their fan fiction of like how does this thing end. Um. And I, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I never, I was, I was very convinced. Like Draymond wouldn't be the first to go of it. I really thought it'd be like a Clay, 
or you know Kevin Durant would be the first, and then maybe Clay follows. You know, one of that order possibly of they want to do their own thing. But I never thought they would. They would. I thought they valued Draymond. You know, for all that other and you know intangibles and his unique set of skills more than it, it's clear they do. Right. All right. Enough Warriors talk, PJ. It's a lot of Warriors. But Let's I think warranted. remember that Steph is going to come back and Boogie is going to come back the second half of the year, and that's yeah. going to be fucking Just need Boogie get his ring. That's all I care I about. St- I still think Boogie's going to get his ring. Let's talk about the, some good stuff and some bad stuff, and starting with the good, Kemba Walker has been <coughs> on a fucking tear. Dropped 60 points the other night and a losing effort against the Sixers where Jimmy ended up hitting a game-winning three. And then tonight he put up, I think, 40, 43. 45, 43, 43. and they, they beat the Celtics. Yep. Uh, he, up to this point this year, is shooting just under 38% from three, uh, just under 46% from the field, averaging 28.7 points. Four and a half rebounds and six assists a game. Pretty freaking good. Um, this is a guy that's making under. I think he's making twelve million dollars this year. I mean, well, I thought he was higher than that. He might be at eighteen. I'm trying to find his contract, but nonetheless, he is tearing it out for Charlotte, who's actually, you know, they're a fun watch. Yeah, obviously a fun watch when this guy's going for 60, but they're you know floating around 500 mm. and contending they're, for an eight seed. They're pretty much only a fun watch when he's doing this. <laughs> I, I like I don't. There's no one. There's not a secondary guy on that team that if Kemba's having a, a, a off night or an average night that he's gonna be that they can still be you know, a, a contend. They're they're still a good team. It's we he's had a couple games this year where like against the Cavs he was. He shot terribly, and the, the Cavs handled them pretty, uh, pretty easily. And there wasn't much on the that that Charlotte team that I said, okay, like yeah, let's. This this is gonna keep me watching, uh, but yeah, you know, he's been he's been incredible. Uh, as far as I mean, it, the thing that sucks is you're like it. It feels like some of this is just wasted though with him. Like these performances, you wish. You wish it could be driving towards something more than like yeah them keeping a seventh or eighth like securing a seventh or eighth seed in the uh, Eastern Conference like you it's it's uh, I'm trying to remember where I, I I wish I I could remember who I saw this comparison from but it's like he does kind of have like an AD feel to him where uh, you know I think prior to last season. Or prior to the boogie trade with the the Warriors, I mean, yeah, between the boogie to the Pelicans, um, it kind of felt that way for for AD and the Pelicans. Like, oh, just get this someone else. Like, give this guy someone to play with. Uh, but it's impressive, and and he is he's a, an electric scorer. He's he, he is everything to that team, and it's you know you wonder would he be moved or when his deal's up, what happens there, but. Uh, I don't see the 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 Hornets being one to let him go at all, but it's it's been impressive. See, but I don't think that they can. 
the draw for him, if I'm Kimball Walker, I'm coming back to Charlotte if I am offered the five year max. Right. Well that's and a that's 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 a that's what he he is in an A B C the same way. Bit, they've got some bad contracts. There. Oh yeah, they do. But it's the big star in a small market. What do you what's the dilemma there of like is we and we as a basketball fan like we have to we're gonna I mean I don't really count on Twitter and every, you know having consistent like here's the rules of it because we can't like what do we do with with uh, <laughs> we just been talking about for the last you know 15 minutes with with KD and all that like that's literally went for winning and didn't you know was was criticized but how do we handle small market superstar who you know, in this this situation where he's putting up these great individual performances, you know, are, are, can we accept a guy that just says, "Well, it's a place I was drafted. I didn't have a choice, you know, in that matter, and this is the place I can make the most money, so I'm going to do that." And then it's, you know, after I've established that, the winning can come if someone wants to trade for me, but I'm going to secure my. You know, it, it, when is it okay for for superstars to say, "Well, I'm going to secure this money." And us to be okay with that. But that's my point, though, is I don't think that – I do not see that happening from Charlotte. Him getting paid? No. They've got Marvin Williams and they've got Nicholas Batum's contract still lingering on their books. Well, that's just – that's not – that's not Kemba's fault. No, but I don't think that they're going to want to pony up to pay him like i think that really if, if i'm charlotte right now i'm trying to trade kemba for assets like give me picks. i don't think that's their plan i think they're they'd be perfectly fine maxing him out being cap locked well, or trading some other guys be just but if i'm kemba i think kemba's i have do not see kemba even if he was offered a max five year him going back to that team well that's that's the that, that's the exact question somewhere. i'm asking i'm, I'm asking is is but is that a decision because because I, I think it, we I don't think we would argue this point if Kemba could get the max and be in a, a better winning situation I think he and everyone would take that that scenario right but when you're in the crossroads in this situation you're a middling franchise and you're the the single piece that's keeping it afloat what do you do there you leave and, and you go win somewhere. So yeah, you're saying that the precedent is that you have to prioritize the winning. That's the that's the standard. I'm not. I'm just saying if I'm if I'm Kimball Walker, and I could get a four year max somewhere else, and it's a better situation to win. Like if he go play in L.A. for the Clippers, and also like we've seen this a number of times now, where guys just they'll take lesser deals to go get paid kd did it paul george did it they're fine with taking deals like that because they want to go win um i think that that's more likely from kemba than playing another five years in charlotte where they still got a couple years left on batum and um marvin williams deal you know I'm not saying that's what he should do. I'm just saying that I think that that is the most likely scenario out of all of this. I don't know if I believe. I'm not sure if I'm I'm 100% there with that. Because then there's also, like, guys like Mike Conley. I mean, Mike Conley is a a great player on a a Memphis team who that that fan base really supports. But 
you can't you can't make the argument that Mem- if if Mike Conley resigned there, like that was the best winning situation of him, you know, potentially you know championship potential for him. But yet he chose that. No one you know no one says anything. I think that maybe speaks more to how people feel about the Memphis Grizzlies than anything. But uh, we're gonna continue to have these type of guys that come up and up and like just you know how do we handle some of those and, and the conversation because. Not everyone can get a max and be in a winning situation, unless you know right. you make it a, a free market with the, the teams. There's there's going to be those those cases where you have guys where it's like could make the most here. Yeah, I signed a shorter term deal, but what's the incentive to give up like two years of guaranteed money in some cases? Do you have for a dog winning? race? You got a dog race got, going on over there. We got some rowdy. They're jacked up about this. This Monday Night Football showdown right now. It's going on. Yeah, the Rams just got a pick six, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they're going crazy over that. Yeah, they are. Sandy had, Sandy had Mahomes on her fantasy team, so she's not happy. Uh, he's, I don't feel too bad for her. Well, let's talk about the bad, which is the, the Wizards are... Still dog shit. This will be the third week in a row we've talked about how bad they are. They continue uh, they, to be dog shit, and it's... I really think we could keep it simple as, like, there needs to be a change somewhere, correct? Well, so, and the, the reason I'm even bringing them up is because there was a report coming right. from uh, their practice today that there were multiple uh, altercations that John Wall told Scott, Scott Brooks to fuck off or yeah. fuck you. And it did end up apologizing for it. And Bradley Beal had the quote that he'd been dealing with this kind of stuff for seven years. And it just seems like it seems like Brad Beal or Otto Porter is going to be on the move sooner rather than later. I don't. I will. I will take the take of I don't think Brad Beal gets moved hard on that one. Well, was Woj reported today that everyone's available? Sure, but I think that sure everyone's available. But I think if you're going and you're you're shopping price tags and stuff, the that Brad Beal price is going to be. A hell of a lot more than I think teams are expecting. I think if you're, if they're willing to budge on a price on a guy, it's it, their names are going to be John Wall and or Otto Porter first. But I do not see them for a second taking a, a discounted trade package for for Bradley Beal. And frankly, I don't think if, if they have the pick of those three, I think Bradley Beal is the one they want to keep at this point. And yeah, that, I you agree can, with you one hundred percent. But John Wall's contract is going to be tough to move. People it, said well, the same thing about Blake Griffin, and they found a way to move his contract. He so. could move it this year. Like, yeah, they could move him this year. But it's it's then knowing a team's taking him on with like that big number coming after this year. Yeah, but the, I'm not saying they can't. People are not. Or teams are not going to want to trade for him, knowing that his sure. extension kicks off after this year. Now, Otto Porter's getting paid a lot too, but like Bradley Beal has the best contract. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of teams are gonna. He's the just the best player out of those three, in my opinion. If I was gonna take one guy out of those three, he's the guy. Well, yeah, because of his con- yeah, you think that's his contract and yeah, his production of. I mean, I think that's like a two sided way. You, I mean, you to uh, of going about that. It's. I would I would make the argument that you know John Wall might be the best player you know, on paper, but 
for that money and everything like and what he's been like the last year and a half or so like I don't I don't know I I'm not trading for John I'm not giving up much for John Wall if I'm I'm yeah like the Blake no, Griffin situation is the perfect example though if I'm if I'm a team like that I'm I'm considering it if I'm like I know I saw her, I think it was with the Wiltshire, but yeah, I feel like the Pelicans would you do you do you consider doing something like that to give give AD a, a second player to play with? Maybe. I think that I don't think they're desperate enough now, but if they could move Miritich and enough contract money to to bring Kemba in. You, all right, you're not, if you're Miami Heat, do you consider looking at John Wall? I don't think so. But if I'm if I'm giving up, if I'm able to unload Hassan's contract and Drogic, and then whatever else I can get, you know, it's I don't know if that. I mean, like you get one of those off. You know, I think you'd have to put something like that in there to to make it work. But um, you know, something around those lines. Like, there's there's some team. I think there's teams that I I but that I, that would make sense to look to look at John Wall. Like the T Wolves take a look at John Wall. Oh, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, like you're tying up your money for a really long time. But if he's but aren't you already? Yeah, you're you're kind of cap strapped no matter what. So, I mean, you could turn south in a hurry, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting. I'm a trade is imminent for them. Do you it's just a so and when. so? My question to you is this: Is the do you think it's more likely a trade occurs or Scott Brooks gets fired first? I think a trade. He's pretty early into his contract. They owe him a lot of money. How many years left does he have? They give him a... This is his second year with them, right? I think they gave him a five-year deal. They got a couple years So this is his third third of five years with that? I believe so. I mean, I don't know. Well, then you... Well, then it... Then, yeah. So so then maybe the trade occurs, and if they still suck ass, then he gets traded. Then he gets fired. Right. Right. Something needs to happen, though. Yeah, this team is... This team is done cooked. We said that when we first brought this up, but it's this. This is this is cannot continue into. I don't think it should continue into next week. But no, I mean they it, should honestly. De- they should honestly set. December fourteenth kind of is the date where the I'm like, will- what are we doing? Every day I'm gonna be like, what? What are you doing, Wizards? Well, I was just gonna say I think they should. What the Timberwolves ended up doing is that they just ended up saying, like, well, look, we have to do a deal now. We can't let but this. But that was, that was one play. This is, a, this is which of these three can we get the most for? And that's, like, more of what we, you know, where we value them, what we think we should be able to get in return from them, and what are we willing to accept. Because you are kind of dancing in the who will I take 75 cents on the dollar best-case scenario well, I think Otto Porter and John Wall, it's just they may not get much back at all. It's just going to be You think you're going to get 50 dollar. cents on the dollar for one of them? Mm, best case scenario, I think that's what you end up getting. I mean, Otto Fine. Porter's still like a solid 3 and D guy, right? Yeah. But then 
Um, Bradley Beal's. Uh, I'm not taking fifty cents on a dollar for Brad Beal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you get value for him, but then if you look at John Wall, I think that for most teams, you take salary or you know salaries taken all right. into all of this. I I don't think that they would give up t- anything. If I'm Phoenix. See, that's the only team that I think you might be able to get something for him. Might be able to get Bender and TJ Warren and one of their wings, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson or uh, the kid they just took from Villanova. Mikel Bridges. I, yeah, I just I don't think that that is... I, they might be able to get some combination of those players that I just mentioned, but I don't. I don't hate that, but like it's a high risk move by Phoenix because it's going to fit next to Devin Booker because he's signed mm. for five more years after this one, and you do not know how he's going to fit with him. I like the idea of uh, Booker, like Booker dished out. I only watched the first quarter of that game tonight. He had six assists in the first quarter. Like he's a good passer. Put the ball in his hands. I'm not saying he should be the point guard. No, um, I don't think he should be. But I, I like him better in off-ball ball situations, too. But I think he, he it would be better for him if he get got some better score, like easy scores. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I think December 14th. Like if that's what they're maybe are waiting on, but if that isn't the case, then they are uh, they are really doing a. A terrible job of, of striking on this because I don't I don't see the benefit at this point of keeping this 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 core is done I think it was done for a while but like just turning something like you need to make a move and someone needs to go some needs to change like you need it as an organization set the precedent that like this is just not acceptable like we just can't yeah where no one's blind <laughs> like there's just you are more unwatchable than the Orlando Magic right now which should be a very big problem. Right. Yep. Um, well, let's. Uh, I think that's all we got, really, man. I mean, did you want to talk about Jimmy's shady threw at the Timberwolves quick? Yeah, just. Uh, Loved that. Yeah, that was something. I mean, I don't. Can, I'm not surprised, but I just. I really. W- I mean, I, I think. Well, now as we're both like post Jimmy. Both fans of teams that re- add, you know, employ Jimmy Butler's services, and the post Jimmy stuff, it's like I just I, I, I use Scott, you get see him for what he is. It's good and bad, but I just the idea of like projecting him as this every man's like work hard. Do, I mean, he is. Uh, and I think really what I, what I would drive at more more than anything is it's like it's clear all of those reports that were coming out about him were a thousand percent true, and his comments like justify that and what the shade he's been throwing. So when he goes up and like does these public like oh shucks you know that kind of thing like it's not really who he is. He's. And I mean, he's he's gonna burn you if he needs to, but I think at this point we realize like this is he's got to make the situation work, and I think it's a situation that will work for him. But um, I yeah, he is. 
an interesting guy because he's not a cancer, like he's not a locker room cancer. I don't think Jimmy's a bad dude, but he is. I mean, I think he's a guy that that thinks of himself in a, a certain manner and has has been able to sell himself in that way. But I just I've I've I constantly say I just I don't feel he is authentic in in the way he represents himself and what he's the the talk he gives and what he's really driving at are two very different things sometimes. Am I surprised he made those comments? No. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, that was about as predictable as you could imagine, right? But, uh, you know, he also came out to Shams today saying he has no ill will towards Cat or Wiggins. And I just, I mean, I do understand why you'd be really, really mad that Wiggins got the extension that he got. So. And then Jimmy did not get paid when he asked to get paid and that was before cat yeah. signed his extension i get that do you think it's do you think he really had a problem with wiggins though no i don't i really i, I think it's just him and cat I, I actually think i don't actually think that he had i don't think he hated those two guys i just mm. think that he was really frustrated i just think that he he thought their work ethic was shit i I think he's. I think there were there were there were just issues with cat. You think that you think that Jimmy slept with Cat's ex girlfriend? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that shit. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I know those are. Oh, do you not hear about that theory at all? No, uh, just to go down the Bill Simmons train of thought. It's it's cards. Oh no, our women or money. Our friend. Uh, our friend, don't uh, do, you don't have to burn sources me about that one who no 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 guardo told oh. me all about that one. Oh, nice yeah i don't know i just think there was a i think there was a discerned there was a true disdain towards cat because of yeah because of his work ethic how he carries himself and just like unequivocally that franchise is like this is our guy issues i have with cat as well because i'm not i'm i'm not here saying I, i'm i've Came out, I think, last episode, episode four. I'm, I'm not in on that dude, at all. I buy that, um, and I get it from Jimmy's perspective of that. I just think that he, uh, how he went about it, and just everything. It's just he was in some ways was wrong. I mean, he was traded, so whatever. But um, I don't know if it is. It, that just I, I, the more I think about it, I just don't know how much it falls on Wiggins because everything he's come out and says, like. It just it seems like it was all driven towards Cat and I think Wiggins is maybe just uh, a byproduct of some just be, of that criticism and just that projection because yeah his work ethic but no one's coming out and saying Wiggins is an excellent work ethic and you're not seeing like he's struggling and although he's been better since Jimmy's been traded actually so um, but he is and I, I still struggle with how to properly describe Jimmy Butler because it's there's just there's contradictions amongst it all, and I just he's never a guy that I would really trust. But in this situation, I mean, I think you feel Philly fans are probably gonna fall in love with him to begin with, and it's just it'll be really interesting to see what they think of Jimmy Butler in three years from now if he's still on that team. Yeah. Yep. 
Overall, though, like out. with your, it's with way, your, it's way too, it's way too early to tell. And I went to the Timberwolves game yesterday. I picked the picked a good game to go to. It was yeah. great. Watch them play really, really, really bad basketball. Yeah, the hell's yeah, but hell's yeah, brother. Marcus Ole, Marcus Ole, just a bad man. Still very he good. Just really, he eats cat's lunch every time he plays them. It's so does Jokic. Why do big, big European centers just destroy Cat? I mean, at least typically Cat has a pretty good game against Jokic. You can put up some numbers against them, but he, Gasol, just all both both ends of the floor, just owns him. He's just a man. Cat turned twenty three last week. Gasol is just yeah. It's probably <laughs> fucked up. I'm super critical of of Cat in some ways because of that, but I. I'm more critical because of all the projections nah, most, of what he. Most of the criticism is very, very fair. And I just, I, I just people, I know where my core of it is coming from is the idea that I'm building a franchise around this guy, and I just there's, there's a list of dudes I would take ahead of him. There's there I may even like the argument you take a. Do I have? I definitely think I could go off ten like dudes. Whatever you're, whatever you're gonna say is gonna make me mad. But I think. Well, I'm saying I think I could definitely name ten dudes. I was wondering, and I'm not gonna go. So I was like, I'm wondering if there's a guy that he played with at Kentucky that I would almost take ahead of him to build a franchise around. But I can't. I can't go that far. Um, you know, I mean, Devin Booker's great. He's probably the best argument, right? Not, well, that was that would be who I'd be referring to. You're not gonna say, you're, yeah, you're not gonna say Willie Cauley Stein. That's for damn no, sure. no. It was it was it would be Devin Booker would be the, but I don't know if I could I can go that but far with Devin Booker. Is Devin Booker more skilled than Carl Anthony Towns is? You could you no, could I don't know. Argument. That's what I'm saying. That's my. Just, you're you're just more like Carl Carl Anthony Towns skill set being in a center's body is what makes him so valuable. That's the. Oh, I get That's it. Tough part. I, I yeah, I I get what's on the box and what's being sold to me. I just I don't. I've I found I think I've found that in in an, about uh, another eight or so dudes I would probably be willing to dance that that dance with way before him, <laughs> if all things are equal. All right, well, this is making me sad, so let's wrap up. That's right, uh, sad. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns could fucking be a MVP in three years, and then I'll, I'll eat those words again, and this cat will be the guy I'm just perpetually wrong about. I'm okay with that at this point. I'm willing to just bury myself with cat takes and just have to deal with that in the, in the, in the long run. That's, for, that's a future PJ problem. Current PJ is fine, fine throwing this slander out there into the abyss. Right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he turns into. He's playing better without Jimmy, too, but his efficiency is just way down this year. Just can't seem to find open looks. Uh, shooting good from three, just, I don't know. Defensively, it has been a little better, but you want more from him. He still shoots way less than everybody else on the team and doesn't really look to create his own shot. It's very weird. I don't, he's... He has games like that, but then he has games that'll go for forty and fifteen, and you're like, "Where the hell did that come from?" And yeah. I, but you just, I don't have. I think I don't Bill have an Simmons said it. For it man. I think Bill Simmons said, which is, it's just like, 
he just sometimes has it, but he's like a lot of his numbers are just like empty or they're just like quiet. Like you're just like you kind of lose track of him at points in the game. Yeah, and I he, can't argue he with goes that. Still some instinct. Spurts. Look at look at what he against Anthony Davis in the first quarter last week. He had eighteen and nine in the first quarter, and I think he finished with like twenty five and fifteen. I mean, he's yeah. putting up a majority of his numbers and in very short spurts and then is not aggressive after that. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but, um, what, uh, any shout outs, Peach? Uh, I would, I would just say shout out to, um, whatever your favorite Thanksgiving dishes. May you eat plenty of it. Um, I shout out. What are you most excited? What are you most excited to eat this year? I don't know, man. My, I've just like bounced around from different, uh, you know, a couple of different sides of the family. Thanksgiving last few years, so it's, I kind of like my the traditional like what I'm expecting for me. It's just, it's kind of been variables last few years, so I don't have like the consistent like oh I know this relative is bringing this and I'm gonna be able to eat all you know this amount of it. So, I mean, just I'd say like I'm pretty down to just crush turkey um, this year for sure. Uh, we'll see. I'm 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 mainly excited to consume Bears football and then see what happens from there on Thanksgiving and then uh, consume Tiger Phil come come uh, Friday. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you were looking more looking forward to that more than the Bears game or not. Ah, uh, probably because I'm hoping the Bears game is a pretty low stress, even though. Scheduling wise, it does put them in a pickle to have played that Sunday night game and then turn around and play the early Thursday game. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I really have, like, in my golf fandom is so weird. Like, I retain a lot of golf knowledge that I don't know where it comes from. And, like, I don't consider myself like a hardcore PGA fan, but I do like golf a lot and do watch a lot of it. And, like, it's just like, for whatever reason, maybe it's just like, it's a really nice thing when there's not other sports on to like have on Sundays and take naps around and, and just maybe subconsciously consuming some of it. But, uh, this is, yeah, I mean, anything tiger, I'm, I'm all here for it's, I mean, he's definitely the reason I think most people our age can are that do follow golf for the reason that we do, you know, for sure. I, that's why I do. But, uh, it's uh, it's yeah. I think it's a super fun and like cool event that they're doing, and I think it will be also from the side of like us being somewhat degenerate gambler. Like Phil is a legitimate degenerate when it comes to gambling, um, and they might be throwing side bets on along. And I think they've done a really good job of, of promoting this thing. And it's just it's on a perfect day, really. Like it's, I I'm, I'm I just think uh, I hope it, it's fun is as fun as i'm hoping i guess i think it will be because i don't see why it wouldn't be i just realized that you get lions tigers and bears oh my yeah you get the whole package that was nice Alter. Um, that was a good joke i knew that you would uh i thought that you'd get a kick out of i that didn't one. know you but had that yeah. in your arsenal did did Lindsay feed you that one no i would give her credit if she did mean ghost writing your jokes Nope, that was all me, man. Wow, look at you. Yep. Growing up. I I know the internet. You're a um, liberal cuck now that 
Likes to tell punny, uh, drop some puns on some corny jokes, where, buddy. Yeah, I don't deserve as much credit as you do in that regard. But uh, the only shout-out I had, uh, other than shout-out to, to everyone, and please have a great Thanksgiving, but uh, shout-out Chris LeVert. Karis LeVert? Ugly. Yeah, I said Chris. Karis? Karis? It was Karis. It's Karis? <laughs> Yeah, I thought so. Well, that was Karis. I might be, I might be pronouncing it wrong, but um, I think it might be. Yeah, sorry, homie. That was a that was a, an ugly injury. We got but that he so incredible that he only like he didn't need surgery and then he gets to come back. Yeah, pretty amazing that he's on track to play again this year, and I hope that that speedy recovery. He was having a great year, so I hope that he comes Do, back. Do uh. Yeah, I think also on a Brooklyn Nets shout out is is their their video they did with their their city jerseys, which their city jerseys are. I, that was an underrated one I did I slept on, but I think that jersey coupled with the their intro video they did, which was like a which was a complete Biggie theme behind it, and it was just it was bad. Like it should just be their new, in the same vein of like that the Miami like Heat should just probably adopt the Vice jerseys as their actual jerseys. The Brooklyn Nets might just want to adopt that intro video for their actual video. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Like it is for a team that like doesn't have really any star. Like it's a fire video. Like I, if they had actual like big names attached to that video, it would be. Something I think would be getting a lot more more love and stuff, but it was. I know. I mean, I sent it to you after I saw, and I saw it, you know, late in the the game, but like after it already happened, like the day next day. But that was cool. It was. It was. Uh, it's a solid video. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's just it's not as impactful when it's like. Right. You know. Yeah. The biggest name. Alan Crabb. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't carry quite as much weight, unfortunately. I, I don't hate on Alan Crab, but uh, yeah, I think you they, do. Uh, Note nice. anyone that knows Alan Crab, make sure to send that message. Of what Alistair just said, Dre hates Karis. Can't say Karis Levert's name right and hates Alan Crab. Um, hate his contract. Don't get him started on Joe Harris. He, oh, I like Joe Harris, actually. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do, not, Iowa boy. I'm not sure how I feel about his beard. He looks not a great look for Joe, but it's all right. Well, and, and for those that were filling out their form on Joe Harris, the, the point forward bingo, if you had Joe Harris's facial hair comments, go ahead and mark that one off to close out the pod. Yep, I hope that uh, I hope everyone got a great bingo out of that. But uh, have any closing remarks, Peach? Have a good Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, good Thanksgiving. Let's see. I'm looking forward to the end of this Rams Rams Chiefs game here. I'm I really hate how into football I still am. That's the last closing comment I just have to have. Like I hate it. I I. I'm enjoying it, obviously, because the Bears are doing well, but, like, I've been invested in this football season more than I thought I would, and it's fun, and this game is absolutely insane. Kansas City just stripped Jared Goff and returned it for a touchdown. They're going to score, like, 100. They're going to combine for 100 points, folks. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm on a lag, so 
Thanks Sorry. again for spoiling. Well, all of our listeners will also page. be on a lag, Ultra, when they hear this. That's true. Thank you for the play-by-play nonetheless, but I'll yeah, be, man. I'm uh, better at it than Jason Witten. This is the first game I've ever heard Jason Witten. Like, I always listen to his other sound. Oh, boy. Look, oh, buddy. Rough. Yeah. He's having a tough time out there. It's no good. I, I don't know what he... I don't know whose ass he had to kiss to, to get in that booth. But He's got a pretty big butt himself, good. so. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, he was a cowboy. That, you just kind of get one of those when you retire. That's true. Booth gig. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back with another pod next week. Leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes. Check